God and are able to turn with us, we'll be in the book of Hebrews chapter number 5. And we'll read some verses here, try our best to give you what the Lord has laid on our heart for the service this morning. Hebrews chapter 5, when you found your place, if you're able and willing to do so, we'll stand together out of reverence and honor to the reading of the Word of God. Hebrews chapter 5, I'm going to read the entire chapter, it's just 14 verses, and then might read into chapter 6 just a little, and try our best to give you what the Lord has put on our heart for the service this morning. Hebrews chapter 5 and verse 1, for every high priest taken from among men is ordained for men in things pertaining to God, that he may offer both gifts and sacrifices for sins, who can have compassion on the ignorant and on them that are out of the way, for that he himself also is compassed with infirmity. By reason hereof he ought, as for the people, so also for himself to offer for sins. No man taketh this honor unto himself, but he that is called of God, he, as was Aaron, so also Christ glorified not himself to be made an high priest, but he that said unto him, Thou art my son, today have I begotten thee, as he saith also in another place, Thou art a priest forever, after the order of Melchizedek, who in the days of his flesh, when he had offered up prayers and supplications with strong crime and tears unto him that was able to save him from death, and was heard in that he feared, though he were a son, yet he learned obedience by the things which he suffered. Being made perfect, he became the author of eternal salvation unto all them that obey him. Called of God and high priest after the order of Melchizedek, of whom we have many things to say and hard to be under uh, to be uttered, seeing ye are dull of hearing. For, for when for the time ye ought to be teachers, ye have need that one teach you again, which be the first principles of the oracles of God, and are become such as have need of milk, not of strong meat. For every one that useth milk is unskillful in the word of righteousness, for he is a babe. But strong meat belongeth to them that are of full age, even those who by reason of use have their senses exercised to discern both good and evil. Therefore, leaving the principles of the doctrine of Christ, let us go on unto perfection. Thank you for standing. You can be seated. I want to preach this morning, if God will help me, for just a little while on spiritual maturity. I felt pretty strongly in myself after the service Wednesday night, the Lord began to deal with my heart in this direction. To preach on spiritual maturity. The Lord is dealing with us. I don't know all that the Lord is doing. But I know enough to know that He is dealing with us about practical things. We need some dealing with practical things in our day. 
And I would say, I said on Wednesday night, that the ignorance concerning the Holy Ghost is one of the biggest problems in our churches, and I would say second to that, is that the church is full of immature Christians. I think spiritual maturity is very much lacking in our church world today. Here in the scripture, the writer here, whoever you believe it to be, I think that Paul probably would be the one writing here. He's writing, of course, the whole book is a a book of better things and it's addressed to Hebrew believers who understood the law, who knew what it was to be raised up under the law. The writer here, the apostle, is showing that the law was simply a shadow of better things to come. And that everything they have now in Christ as a born-again believer, as a child of God, is far superior or better than all the things that they had while they were under the law. And so here he begins and has uh, talked to them about Christ, about his uh, superior priesthood, and that's what he's still uh, dealing with in chapter number 5. But he gets down here toward the end and He says, I've got more to say unto you, but you can't receive them. You can't understand it because that you are unskillful, you are dull of hearing. And the writer's saying there's no problem with the message that I'm preaching to you. The problem is you can't receive it. And I think in these days, and it was mentioned this morning, and I know that this is Sunday morning. I know that really this is probably not what we would consider in our day a Sunday morning message. But this is what God has put on my heart. And here we are this morning. God knew who would be here and who wouldn't be here. And he set all these things up for us to be in the house of God this morning. And for him to speak to us about spiritual maturity. And it was mentioned in Sunday school this morning about people not tolerating the message. The problem is not with the message. The problem is with those that are hearing it. And Paul said, or whoever the writer is, the problem is not with what I'm preaching to you. The problem is you cannot hear it in the right way. And the reason they could not hear it right is that they were unskillful or immature in the things of God. And the writer here makes a pretty bold statement. He says the time is that you ought to be teachers. He said you have received enough preaching and teaching that you should be farther down the road than you are mature in the Christ. But he said you now need to go back for somebody to teach you again from the very first because you have not taken it to heart and you have not grown or matured in the faith. There's a problem. You're not growing. You're not maturing. We live in a generation today, and I'm just going to preach how the Lord has put it on my heart. We live in a generation, a church world, of a day that focuses all their effort and all their attention on growth. But it's not the right kind of growth. Growing up is more than just becoming different in size. There's more to growth than getting bigger. There has to be some progress. There has to be some maturity. There has to be some development. We would think that our children were in real trouble if all they did, all their growth was simply in size and they never matured. They never come to a greater understanding. 
They were never able to go forward or process information or, or to be able to solve problems or, or to be able to understand. You understand what I'm saying this morning? There's more to growth than growing. There has to be some maturity. There has to be some progress. And there's only one way to grow in the Lord. There's only one way to grow in spiritual things and that's to sit under the preaching of the word of God. That's according to Scripture. The Bible said to desire the sincere milk of the Word that you may grow thereby. And so it has to do with our intake. What you take in will affect how you grow. But there's more to it than just the intake. There has to be some exercise, some effort put forth. In the book of Hebrews, and I know this is just information, but it's what's on my heart this morning. Uh, we know that in the book of Hebrews, the word better is uh, the predominant word, the predominant theme in the whole book, but there are 11 times in the whole book of Hebrews, if I count it correctly, where the apostle says, let us. And so there is some effort that has to be put forth. There is some work that has to be done. There has to be a practical application of what you've heard. And the writer here says that. He says that strong meat belongeth to them that are full age who by reason of use they have put it to work. Have their senses exercised to discern both good and evil. And so it's not just in intake. So you can sit on the pew all your life and hear and hear and hear and take it in but never put it to use. And I'm afraid that's what many people are doing in our day. They sit on a Baptist church pew day in and day out, Sunday in and Sunday out, and they never put it to use in their life. They are hearers of the word, but they're not a doer. They come in and they hear all the preacher has to say and the Sunday school teacher and they hear the singing and they go through the motions but when they walk out the door it's like a flip, a switch gets flipped and it doesn't flip back on until they come back in the next service. And we are hearers. And we are forgetful hearers. We hear it and then by the time we get home we've already forgotten it. And we can blame, and I understand that there are many things in our day, and I have before, but the Lord's really dealt with my heart these last few days. We can blame it all on everything we have access to. We can blame it on the cell phone. We can blame it on the television. We can blame it on the radio. We can blame it on Hollywood. We can blame it on all these things, but the reality is when it comes down to where the rubber meets the road, the real blame lies in that we are immature in the things of God. That we hear it, and that's what a child does. If you don't believe me, there are a bunch of them around here. Go home with one of us that have kids if you don't. And most of you have had them and you understand exactly what I'm saying. And give a child instruction. Give a little child instruction and they will hear it. But most of the time they won't do it. And that's right. Most of the time they hear what you're saying. And sometimes they won't even hear it. Sometimes they're so distracted and so pulled apart by other things, they don't even hear what you're saying. And that's how it is in the spiritual world. We have children of God who've been saved for 20 or 30 years that are no farther down the road than they were the day they got saved. And it's because they have heard, but they have not exercised nor put any effort forth, and there is no maturity in the things of God. There ought to be a time that we grow up.
That's what Paul, the writer here, is saying in verse number 1 of chapter 6. He says, let us go on unto perfection. That's not sinless perfection. That is maturity. He's saying, let's grow up. That's what Paul is saying here. Let's grow up. Let's mature. Let's go past where we are. Let's leave the milk and go to the meat. Let's leave the first things and go on to learn deeper truths. Let's leave the elementary things and learn some greater facts and truths in the work of God. And we're lacking it in our day. We're in a day of spiritual immaturity. We live in a day, and it's a sad statement, but the majority of the people of God get saved and spend the rest of their life on the same level, that, and they'll die on the same level as when they got born again. And I understand it was said this morning in Sunday school, and I know it's a little story again, but this is what God has put on my heart, and the Lord is trying to help us this morning. Uh, that The reality is our position is sealed. Uh, we are as good as saved when we get saved, uh, but there is a walk, there is a progress uh, that God desires for us to have in this life. Right. We preach Wednesday night about the Holy Ghost, and He's the overseer of our growth. He's the measuring stick that we measure by. We, we got a lot of people who, uh, they want to they wanna judge everybody else's growth or they want to let somebody else judge their growth or they want to compare themselves out of somebody else or they want to please the brethren. And that's a sign of spiritual immaturity. And I was there uh, for many years in my life. Don't care more about uh, what another preacher thinks or what another church thinks or what a group of people uh, think more than you care about what God thinks about. But they're not the measuring stick. We don't report to them. Uh, though, though we may have a, a good idea or though we think we know it, it's kind of like going, of the doctor with your children you think you know but it's the doctor that makes the judgment and gives the percentile that we rank on and that's the work of the Holy Ghost he examines us and gives the rank of where we are and many times we're not where we think we are we need to grow up a little bit find some spiritual maturity the Lord began to deal with my heart about some things and I want to give them to you and then I'll be done this morning I think there will be some maturity in our appetite. I think that's what the apostle here is writing about. He said there is a time. Being a babe in Christ is a wonderful thing. Being a newborn babe in Christ, that is a reality. That is a level. But we can't stay there. We ought not to stay there. There ought to be some maturity in our appetite. That we, uh, There comes a time that we graduate off the milk and go on the meat. That we leave behind the silly things, the petty things, and quit squabbling over all of that. That we get past the fundamentals that we get past. And I'm not saying forget them, but there comes a time you've got to graduate all and find some deeper things in your personal walk with God. And I think that's one of the greatest reasons of immaturity in our day is that many people do not have a deep personal walk with God. And I do believe, and don't get me wrong, I do believe that a great problem in our day is that many people that claim to be saved are probably not saved. But I'm also convinced by the work of the Holy Ghost in my heart these days that a great problem in our day is that many people are saved, but they're very, very immature in spiritual matters. So they don't present themselves as a grown Christian. Their appetite is not. That's why when you come to the house of God and God pulls, you know, I'm going to tell you, and I'm just preaching this morning as God gives it to me. 
The reason that this crowd wants to swing from the chandeliers all the time and they'll push the service to go there whether God's in it or not is because they're immature. Now I understand some of them are probably not saved, but I believe there are some that are genuinely saved and they don't know the difference whether it's a move of God or a move of the emotions because they are spiritually immature. I believe that's right. Their appetite, they've never tasted of the meat. They've never tasted of the, the, the Bible here uses the word strong meat. There is some, if you look up the word strong, it means that it has nutrients, it has fortification. There's something in it to pick you up a little stronger and a little higher and take you a little farther. It'll, it's something the old timers they used to say. My grandma, I grew up, she raised me, and she always used to pack my lunch growing up when I first was in high school. And I worked with my uncles in the woods. They were loggers, and that's what I did for my first job. And she would pack her peanut butter sandwiches, and there'd be as much peanut butter as there was bread. And I'll never forget, she used to always say, You need something to stick to your ribs. That's right. And spiritually, we need some stuff that's going to stick with us when trouble comes in these dark days that we're living. We need something from God that's going to stick with us. And milk, I'm not doing it, not no discredit of the Word of God. The milk has its place, but it's reserved for babes. There ought to be a time after a few months or a year or so that you graduate off that and get something that will stick with you. If you don't believe I'm right, go out tomorrow. Those of you especially that work, I mean, it doesn't matter whether you work extremely physical or not. Just get up tomorrow and just drink a little milk all day and see how long you last. See how long your energy lasts. It's not going to last too long because that's not enough. You've reached the point. There was a time. I'm not doing discredit to the Scriptures. I want you to hear me. There was a time in your life that the milk was enough. But there came a point that your body began to grow and you began to mature and you had to graduate off that because it was no longer enough to see you through to where you needed to be. And we got a lot of people that they're living on the milk and it's not getting them to where they need to be. They should have been off of it a long time ago. And I, I've heard preaching all my life and the majority of the time when preachers preach and I'm not throwing stones and I'm not discredited what I just said but many times they preach it in an arrogant way in a hateful manner and I'm not this morning. I'm telling you that there's a problem in our churches today and it's that folks are immature in the things of God. And we need to grow up. We need to mature in our appetite. We need to get off the milk and on the meat. We need to get something that's... We're in dark days. Yeah. I'm going to tell you the reason there's so much discouragement, the reason there's so much abandonment, the reason there's so much uh, uh, problems, is because we're immature. We don't have the things that we need in the stage of life that we're in. We need to mature in our appetite. But they don't want to say there should be some maturing. God gave me four things, and if He'll help me, I'm going to preach them this morning and we'll be done. We ought to be mature in our actions. The things we do. I'll say it this way. There ought to come a time that we mature in our ability. We should be able. Five years after we've been saved, we should be able to do more than we did the day we got saved. That's right. 
all the potential is there. We have made so many, and it's amazing, it shouldn't be amazing, but it is how that the Lord just links everything together in the Sunday school hour to now. It's amazing how many people justify and give an excuse for their immaturity in spiritual matters. And I hear this one all the time, and I said it Wednesday night, and I'm going to say it again this morning. This maturity in spiritual things is not reserved for a select few. There's a potential in every child of God to mature and to go on unto full age and perfection. The potential's there. I thought about this morning, she's asleep, I wouldn't get her and disturb her, but little Isla back there, now she's just a little thing. And this is how the Lord, I mean, this is how the Lord put it on my heart. I was singing and He got to deal with my heart this morning some more. And uh, she comes, you know, waddling in and she smiles and she's just a little thing. Now her mama can cook. We've all been around it and she's baked cakes and all of that, but Isla, she's not reached that level yet. It would be foolish of us to go home today, take her with us, give her all of the stuff, Give her sharp knives and uh, 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 kitchen utensils and give her access to the stove and say, there it is, have at it, and go off and leave her. You say, that'd be foolish. It is foolish because she's not there yet. But the potential is there. When the time comes, she grows up and she matures. The potential is there. She's just not there yet. Now, there are many people in our Baptist churches today that they should be there, but they're not there yet. But the potential is there. And we look around, many people do, and they justify their immaturity and they say things like this, well, if I was like brother so-and-so, or if I was like sister so-and-so, then I could do what they do. You're not to compare yourself with anybody else. The potential for your spiritual maturity is in there. You're just going to have to do what it takes to grow up in the Lord. And there ought to be some maturity in our ability. We ought not to be 20 years down the road and not able to do more for God than we were the day we got saved. There ought to be a capacity in us to be able to foster spiritual things in our own heart, in our own life, in our home, in our family, in the church. But there should be some maturity in our ability and our actions. That's right. That is right. There ought to be some maturity in our appearance. And I know, and I hate to say it, but I know what some people think when the preacher says that. They think, oh Lord, he's going to... And that's not necessarily what I'm preaching on this morning, but the world ought to see something in you. 20 years down the road, they ought to see more in you than they did day one. We come into church and the Lord just put it on me real. Paul or whoever the writer, he, he speaks very practical to these people. Under the influence of the Holy Ghost, he writes really practical to get the message across. And that's how the Lord has dealt with my heart, real practical. And that's how I'm going to preach this morning. We come into church the other night and went through service. And after service, I don't remember when it was. It might have been morning, it might have been night. I just know it was a service. Somebody called my attention over here and Huntley was on the floor and she was crawling. Everybody. Everybody that was here was oohing and on because she had made some development. It appeared to us that she was growing up. But now if some of us had come into the church house physically and crawling 
Everybody would wonder what in the world is wrong with us because we should be able to show more maturity than that. It's no difference in spiritual things. We've got people in the churches today who've been saved for 20 years and they're still crawling. They're on level one. And they appear, they're not showing any more appearance to the world, any growth, any perfection, any maturity, any development. God help us in this day. We need some maturity in our appearance. The world should see a difference in us. And I understand that they should the day we get saved. If any man be in Christ, he's a new creature. Old things are passed away. Behold, all things are become. But they ought to see some development in us. They ought to see something different in us 20 years down the road than they did the first year that we got saved. And the sad fact is, the majority of people, what they do see 20 years down the road is it's kind of wore off and got dull but worse than it was the first year that they got born again. And it ought not to be so. It ought not be so. Ought to be some maturity. We may not glory, we may not dwell on the things we used to, but there ought to be some things. We're done, we should be done past the crawling stage, past the holding on and walking stage, past the falling over a stage. We ought to be a little strong. I'm not saying there ain't gonna be there are times still at 33 years old that if I get my feet going in the wrong direction, I stumble and I fall. But I ought to be able to pick myself up and go on. There was a time that somebody else had to pick me up and stabilize me. And I know God still does do that. It's not what I'm talking about, but you understand there ought to be some growth, some maturity in spiritual matters. That's right. And then I'll say, and I'm done this morning as far as I know. I hope maybe you've got something out of it and it's been a help to you. I know it's what the Lord said to preach. There ought to be, and probably one of the hardest of all is there ought to be some maturity about our attitude. Our attitude ought to grow up a little bit. We ought to be able to get past wearing our feelings on our shoulders all the time. These people that get offended at church all the time, let me tell you what's wrong. It's one of two things. Either they're not saved, or they are saved and they're real immature. That's the only two things it can be. I mean, people just walk around. If you walk around looking for a way to get offended, you're going to get offended. If you walk around all the time looking for your feelings, wearing them right on the, and I told you, and I got on this weeks ago, but, uh, you know, it's kind of like my daughter setting her edge on the, or her cup on the edge. I mean, you're just asking for it to be knocked off. And that's what the majority of immature Christians do. They walk around wearing uh, their feelings right on the edge of their shoulders, just asking for somebody to look at them the wrong way and knock it off. And then they'll get offended and stay offended for three or four years or more. And at the end of the years, they won't even remember what they were offended about in the first place. The problem is, they're immature. People of God that hold grudges one against another, it's immaturity. I'm just preaching this morning, but I know it's right. People, they get hard feelings at the preacher because he preached about their sin or what they found. It's immaturity. People that get upset because the preacher preached about what their children was doing, uh, they, they get upset with him, they won't come back to church, it's immaturity. If they are saved, that's the only problem uh, that it can be is just that they're immature in the things of God. And the reality is, the reality is, we could learn some things from kids about attitudes because I'm telling you, I've watched them at school and they'll bust one another's nose one day and be best friends the next. 
They just get over it. They don't hold grudges. But we're living in a day where the people, and that's the problem. That's the way they're wired. When we get older, we ought to be even better than that. But we got people been saved for 30 years are still acting like two-year-olds in the house of God. That's right. We ought to, there ought to be some growth in us. And growth is an ongoing thing. It doesn't, you don't reach some level that you've arrived and stopped growing. You're going to grow or you should be growing the whole time you're saved in this Christian experience. Nobody's ever reached some plateau and, and has made it. The only way you'll make it is when you graduate out of here. But we ought to mature some in our attitude. Somebody says something wrong to us, looks at us the wrong way, we ought not fly off the handle. Amen. Learn how to deal with people, that's a maturity issue. A lot of people are immature in their attitudes. People say something they don't like and they'll fly off the handle. Say things they shouldn't say and that doesn't justify it. And immaturity doesn't justify it. The reality is it's got to be fixed. It's a problem that's got to be worked on. We're going to have to ask God to help us that we grow up a little bit. I believe that's right. We need to work on being swift to hear, slow to speak, and slow to wrap. That's a maturity thing. That's right. We want to be uh, slow to hear and swift to speak and even swifter to wrath a lot of times. And that's a sign of immaturity. The Bible said as much life is within you, live peaceably with all me. And that will take a mature Christian to do that. We need some maturity in our attitudes. We need to keep our attitude attitude. The scriptures talk about, we talked about it on Wednesday night. I don't know that we got there. I don't even remember half of what I said Wednesday night. But I know that the scriptures say we're not to grieve the Holy Ghost. And it ain't just your actions that can grieve Him. Your attitude can grieve Him as well. And many people come to the house of God with the wrong attitude. And many times they're saved, they're just immature. But many people come and sit with their arms crossed and wonder if they can get any help or ask the preacher to, to bless them and they don't want no blessing. They don't want no, it's an immaturity problem. I'm going to say this and I'm done this morning as far as I know. I really prayed and asked the Lord to help me with some things. And I'm not glorifying me. I need some help with some things. And I used to be real quick Pass judgment on folks, and I'm just being real open this morning. And I used to think that the answer for everything was that, well, they're just not really saved. But the Lord's really dealt with my heart this week and last week about the fact that there are many people doing the things they do and they are saved. They're just immature. They just need to grow up. And the only way for folks to grow up is to sit under the preaching of the Word of God. And for the, uh, to allow the Holy Ghost through the preaching of the Word of God to work on their heart. And to cause the desire in them to want to grow up. And to want to come off the milk. To want to take another step. To want and to go a little farther. That's what we need in this day. I've been convinced by the working of the Holy Ghost in me that a lot of people that have problems being faithful, some of them may not be saved, but some of them just need to grow up. I'm not saying that rudely or arrogantly this morning. I'm just saying that's the fact. They are immature in the things of God. Some people that have trouble with faithfulness, they just need to mature. Some people that have trouble with others, they just need to mature. 
There needs to be some maturity. Paul said there is a time. The time is now you should be a teacher. You have heard enough of the preaching. I wrote to you enough. You've heard from others enough. You've been exposed. I mean, he was writing to Hebrew believers. These are the ones that came from under the law. That was nothing more than a type and a shadow of better things to come. He said you of all people should have the most understanding. And it should be the time that you should be a teacher. But you're at the time you need to be taught again from the first. He said you should be on the milk but you're still on the meat and you have need to continue on. The, you should be on the meat and you're on the milk and you have need to continue on the milk because you're not ready for the meat yet. And I believe with all that's in me our churches are full of folks that the time should be that they should be on the meat and have been on it for a long time but they're on the milk still and probably need to stay on it for a while because it's not time. They're not able. They're not able to bear it. People use the word discernment. People say, well, I want discernment. The only way to get discernment is to grow up. It's what the Scriptures say. Strong meat belongeth to them who are full age, who by reason of exercise, by reason of discernment, have their senses exercised to discern both good and evil. If God grant, I believe, I believe I'm right in saying this and I'm done. God grants you a measure of discernment, shows you something, speaks to you. The only way for you to increase your discernment is to wholeheartedly follow Him in what He gives you the first time. And if you'll submit to that without question, without wavering, and follow Him, He'll give you more the next time. It's a growing process. We're raising generations because these, and I'm not blowing in me, the Lord is working among us and these things are not preached and we have new Christians that are getting saved and the church is expecting them to live like they've been saved for 30 years, five weeks after they get saved. That's not how it works. It's a growing process. Separation and sanctification is a progressive work in the life of every believer. We are growing up into, that's what the scriptures say. We grow up into the head. We're growing up to be like Christ. We are maturing. We are going on to perfection. And the only way for a child to learn to walk is to take the first step. Then they got to take another. And there are going to be times they're going to fall. And they're going to bruise their head and hurt their legs and skin their elbows. But they just got to get back up again. And there are going to be times because we dwell in the flesh that we're going to miss it. We're going to fall. But we've got to get back up again. We're living in a product of, in our day of immature Christians, I think a big reason because of the preaching or lack thereof. That's going on in our churches. They preach it one or two ways. They either preach hard on you because you're not mature, but then they'll preach hard at you because you fall. Well, you, the only way that you're going to learn to walk is to fall every now and again. I'm not glorying in sin. I'm not this morning. You know me better than that. But there are going to be times you're going to stumble. There are going to be times you're going to have to learn to lean on Him. That's what discernment is. Learning to lean on Him. That you don't need any other props. That you don't need any other holdups. You just need Him and Him alone. Came a day in Elijah and Elisha's life. Elisha particularly, that the, the Bible said the Lord parted them. There came a time in Elisha's life he could no longer lean on Elijah. He had to lean on God. And there's going to be a time in your life. That didn't happen all at once. Notice the scripture. Look at the story. 
God didn't tell Elijah to call Elisha and then instantly part them. No, there was a growth, a progress. The Lord understood there was some growing that needed to take place in Elisha's life before he could be parted from Elijah and learn to lean on God. And there are going to be some growing times in your life. Don't get frustrated. Don't try to speed it up. Let God, I'm not talking about being lazy, but let God do the work. Trust Him in His time, in His way. You just keep walking and doing the best you know to do by the help of God, the preaching of the Word of God. There'll come a day that He'll give you more than what you have. We need some maturity. Some spiritual maturity. We're lacking it. We're living in an age of immature people, immature Christians. We're living in a day of immature people in general. But we have immaturity in the church house, immaturity among the people of God. God help us to grow up. And I mean that compassionately. Lord help us to grow up, to go on. The writer said let's go on. Let's forget all of this. Let's leave this behind and let's go on from here unto perfection. Paul said there is a time that you should be a teacher but you're having to be taught. But he said we're not going to dwell in that. And here's the problem this morning. Many times when people come to the realization the Lord deals with their heart about their immaturity, a lot of people because of their immaturity want to dwell in that and wallow in that and they won't get up and go on. And that's why I believe the Holy Ghost led Paul to say, therefore leaving, let's leave all that behind. We've done cross that bridge. We've already addressed that. We understand where we are. It's time to go on. It's time to move forward. God help us in this day have some spiritual maturity about us to grow up, to have some maturity in our actions and our ability and our attitude and our appetite. All of these things. May God help us in these days. Father, I thank You this morning for the privilege and the opportunity to have been able to be in the house of God with Your people. Thank You, Lord.